Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll, who burst into YA with the best-selling Beautiful Creatures books, and who are returning this spring with a new spin-off series. Dangerous Creatures is the first book, and while it's still set in the world of Beautiful Creatures and its sequels, two different characters, both familiar faces, are taking the spotlight from Ethan and Lena. The book is being published in May by Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. In addition to co-authoring the Beautiful Creatures books, Cami Garcia is also the author of the Legion series, which began this past fall with Unbreakable. Thanks for being here, Cami. Hi, thanks for having me. And Margaret Stoll has also kicked off a solo series of her own, which began last year with the novel Icons, and which continues this summer with the sequel, Idols. Thanks for being here as well, Margaret. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. So Dangerous Creatures is uh, dedicated to Link and Ridley, who are the stars of the new series. Um, and it sounds like fans played uh, sort of a big part in your deciding to focus on the two of them. Is that is that fair to say, Cammy? Definitely. They were fan favorites from the beginning. And when Margaret and I decided that we wanted to do a spinoff, it seemed like a natural fit and kind of a gift to our fans. Excellent. And Margaret, what is it about these two characters, do you think, in particular, that you believe readers are responding to? Is it just that uh, bad guys are more fun? Oh, of course bad guys are more fun. I think that uh, they've been rooting for these two characters for a long time. So uh, they struggle with things that our readers tend to identify with, as do we, which is just like, you know, what happens when you're not the, the most likely hero of the scenario and you have to work a little harder. As Ridley says in the beginning, I'm, I'm not your role model. I'm nobody's, you know, good girl. So the, the qualities that make these characters who they are translate into a different writing experience this time around when you guys put the book together? Definitely, because the book is written from um, Ridley and Link's point of views. So we really had to be in their heads. And it was also fun because as much as Ridley's a bad girl, she's kind of a, a bad girl with a you know slightly slightly good heart of gold. So it was fun to see the balance of her trying to get things right and then not always managing to do that. Hmm. And uh, so to go back to the beginning, at least the beginning of this series a little bit, Margaret, how did the decision come about uh, for you guys to return to the world of uh, Beautiful Creatures? I think that Cammy and I both knew we needed to go work on our solo series. We, we both needed to prove to ourselves that now that we had learned how to write a book together, we could sort of also, you know, lose the security blanket of each other and be able to go off on our own. And after we had, we both finished two, the first two books in our solo series, more than anything, we knew we really missed these characters and also the experience of working together. I mean, we've been friends for as long as I can remember. And what we do is so unique to us that we, we both wanted to do it again. And Cammy, what is the, the story behind the, how you, the two of you began to write together in the first place, even before this series? I was a teacher for 17 years, and I taught all three of Margie's daughters. We became fast friends when her oldest daughter, who's now in college, was in my third grade class. And Margie and I set up classroom libraries and talked about books. And basically, I was teaching a fun book club for fantasy readers at her house. And through a conversation with the kids in the book group, Margie and I started talking about books, and we kind of hatched this idea of a story, which was Beautiful Creatures. And when we pitched it to the teens, they basically said, we don't believe you're going to write it. 
so it was really a dare. We wrote it on a dare. We wrote it like serialized fiction. We gave them chapters every day, and it was never a book. It was just a story we were writing for them. And then later on, someone sent it to an agent without telling us, and that's how we got an agent. So we we really wrote this book as like you know it was a late well it was a labor of love and wanting to win a bet against a bunch of teenagers. And to go back to uh, to the new series, to Dangerous Creatures, if I understand correctly, I think the book came together really just in the past nine months or so. I thought the the book deal might have been announced last summer. Margaret, were you sort of feeling the pressure? I, I think I had read that you were the one sort of writing up the initial drafts yeah. of each chapter and sort of sending them to Cammy this time around? Yeah, Cammy and I opted for a different approach this time, which is... Uh, I'm doing the initial drafts of the first book, and she's editing. And then on the second book, she's doing the initial draft, and I'm editing. That was uh, really fun because we'd never worked that way. So it was a different sort of evolution in how we collaborate. Although it was pretty similar, we we love to get the feedback. I would still end up sending her pages sometimes every day just so she would laugh at my jokes and, you know, yell at me for the things I knew she'd yell at me about. I did feel the pressure. It came together very quickly. Um, and so I was grinding. And and Cammy really was, too, because we had to sort of decide on a lot of the turf for this whole spinoff series, you know, right up at the start. And we always do everything out uh, and everything we do initially begins with the conversation and a lot of collaboration up front. So we were both sweating it out at the beginning. But honestly, it was so, so fun that uh, that was sort of the the feeling was the band's back together. Cammy, mm-hmm. uh, do you also get the feeling that the way the two of you work together and write together is something that is sort of continuing to evolve as you, you get more and more books under your belt? Definitely. I mean, we we have we've always stuck to kind of the same methodology, which is as Margaret said, we start with the conversation, we flesh out the world and the story and where we want it to go, and then it's always just kind of a back and forth. Whether one of us is writing and editing or we're both writing, we are constantly handing the draft or the chapters back to the other person for feedback, and I think that's the part that I missed when I was writing solo is you don't have that other person rooting for you the whole time. And it it actually is really powerful. So with giving uh, too much away, are there certain new characters perhaps that you're especially excited for your readers and fans to get to meet in Dangerous Creatures? Uh, Margaret, can you talk about that at all? Yeah. Uh, well, of course, we get to see some of our old favorites, which are the six main teens from the series, Ethan and Lena. We will see them again. And, uh, and then Lincoln Ridley as uh, on breed and live so our, our core group still together um but we get to meet uh, a lot of characters as link goes off to new york city to make make it big with his band and his band is called siren song and so the characters in siren song we get to know in brooklyn are kind of fun it's sort of a it's a band of dark supernaturals and i think the whole book is maybe a little it's funnier but it's also darker than some of the stuff we've done in the past Hmm. Well, as you just said, you know, New York City is a you know big part of this book and the setting. Yeah. And I thought I'd read that you are both planning to have Link and Ridley sort of move around a bit in later books. Cami, uh, are there any hints you might be able to share about where they could be popping up, or is it uh, too soon? In uh, in book two, they are going to be uh, heading south. But we always kind of decided that even if they make appearances in Gatlin, we don't want these books to take place in Gatlin. We want them to have. Uh, 
kind of, you know, I mean, they're in college now or out in the college age making it on their own. So we want them to be in different environments. So they're going to be heading south in the second book that I'm going to, Margie and I are going to be starting and I'm going to be starting to draft. And uh, they're going to to be getting into a little bit of trouble. Hmm. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Margaret, uh, do the two of you have a good sense of what the scope or size of this series might be? Or is that something that's still kind of up in the air? Well, I think that uh, it's still a little bit up in the air. We, uh, our approach to the series has been to take a kind of uh, one book, or in this case, two books at a time. We want to write these books as long as our readers are there to read them. So I think it'll depend on Cammy and my own situations and also what our readers want from us. Going back to the fans a little bit, I felt like even in some ways the the cover of the new book feels like a little bit of a shout out to them. I'm sure uh, they immediately picked up on uh, what the uh, the lollipop was a reference to. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been, uh, Cammy? Have you been hearing a lot of early feedback? Yeah, I mean, we were really excited. That's one reason why we wanted to do the e novella. It bridges beautiful creatures and dangerous creatures, and it kind of gave gave readers a taste. And they we got really great feedback about that. And I mean, they love the cover. They love the covers. They love the idea that it's Lincoln Ridley and that they're going to New York and they're going to be in the city because it's kind of, you know, it's the same, but different. It's the characters they love, but they're going to be in a totally new environment. And they're, you're going to be seeing a lot more of the caster world rather than the small town of Gatlin. So I think uh, they're excited about that. And also, you know, we said there were only four beautiful creatures books. So we, there was a lot of, we missed the series, you know, we wish there more beautiful creatures and this is kind of a way for them to have that and have something different at the same time you know i'd like to talk a little bit about your your solo projects too since you um did just both launch them um margaret what was it like uh working on icons after you know co-authoring this big four book series it, it sort of make, and you guys talked about this a little bit earlier but it sort of makes me think a little bit of like switching to playing singles tennis or something after doing yeah. doubles for years <laughs> yeah i mean it was interesting it actually uh it's what Cammy said. It's harder to not get that instant feedback, and we found ourselves turning to it um, from each other as friends, but also to our uh, editors and our family, and, you know, we had to sort of reroute some of that. I also think that, um, you know, the stuff, Cammy and I talked about it ahead of time, and we intentionally set off to write things that were very different from Beautiful Creatures, and we sort of left uh, that Southern Gothic universe to what we collectively did together. So I think that, was, in a way, made it easier. I was writing in first-person present tense. I was set in a uh, dystopian future Los Angeles. I was um, I was writing from a girl's point of view instead of a, instead of Ethan. So it was a very you know it was very fast-paced and uh, you know action-driven. Cammy's uh, is as well, and I think that was that was sort of a it made it easier that it was so different. Um, that was a emotional story for me. It was set in my hometown, which I subsequently destroyed, as <laughs> as one does. And uh, and each of the icons novels is set in a different uh, continent. So I've been uh, traveling around Southeast Asia, where the second book is set, and sort of experiencing the world very differently than the sort of comfort zone of of uh, beautiful creatures. So it, it's been phenomenal, really. And uh, what about for you, Kemi? What's uh, the response been like to uh, Unbreakable so far? Well, I mean, obviously, I hope people love it. The people who uh, reach out to me say they love it. I think the people who didn't like it wouldn't tell me, and I appreciate that, too. I love it. Thank I love you. It. Thank you. Your, and, mom uh, and I, your mom and I love it. Uh, that's true. I always have you and my mom in my corner. But um, it's 
uh, Unbreakable is also, it's actually set in, it starts in Washington, D.C., and it's set in Maryland, so it's actually set in, you know, the town where I'm from, and it is kind of a, you know, supernatural uh, meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's about uh, five teens, and it's mine's also written from a, a girl's POV. I think that after writing Beautiful Creatures from Ethan's point of view, it was much easier to switch it up and write from a girl's point of view in order to not encroach on that territory. So uh, mine is Kennedy is the girl in my book, and it's written from her point of view. And she basically finds out her mother dies, and she finds out that her mom hails from a secret society of uh, ghost hunters who have to protect the world from a really dangerous demon. But it's really more of like a, it's really a suspense kind of ensemble cast. There are five teens. They each have a specialty. They become really good friends. They depend on each other. So it's really as much about like the relationships and the friendships as it is about um, kind of the suspense and the fun and the scares. And it was really different to write. And I, you know, I agree with, you know, Margie, it was, it was fun to get to write by myself, but it was super daunting because I would start writing and have, you know, rather than write a few chapters and send them to Margie and hear how great they were, or maybe not how great they were, I would have, you know, 100 pages before anyone knew what I was writing. And I kept thinking, like, these could be really bad 100 pages. Oh, well, you know, so besides the fact that you both launched entirely new series last year, um, 2013 also saw the release of The Beautiful Creatures film. Uh, Margaret, what was it like uh, seeing work uh, translated to another medium really? Uh, it was crazy. It, uh, it's a big world, the world of, of uh, films in Hollywood. And we, we were taken through a lot of surreal experiences, whether it was being on the set in New Orleans, you know, where we were basically walking through a reproduction of things we'd only seen on the insides of our minds. Um, and talking to the director and, and uh, the actors. I mean, we were sitting with, with Emma, Emma Thompson, you know, playing the characters that we'd only invented or Jeremy Irons. It, it was really unreal. So that was amazing. The publicity stuff is, is more intense. It was weird to, you know, be in the mall and see your characters on, you know, on the billboards next to the Sephora you were walking by or driving down the street and almost crashing, you know, because there there it was at the intersection. But once we sort of got used to that, it, it was a really fun ride. And we were, yeah. of course, happy for a world of new readers, you know. We were we were really lucky that way in that the film was in so many countries and, and it's really made an impact on the series. Uh, Kami, do you feel the same way pretty much? Or would you yeah, I think I think for me, I always, you know, both Margie and I, having lived in L.A., we knew that um, a film is really different than a book. And so we weren't really expecting, like, a direct translation. We just kind of saw it as a way to expand the universe. And what was so interesting was, obviously, a lot of people see ads and a lot of people go to movies. So, all you know, it, it brought a lot of people to reading and reading the series. And that was the part that was the most exciting. But as Margie said, it was very strange to walk onto a set and and they the the people who made the movie the designers were so talented that it really looked like the world of beautiful creatures so you know you were kind of walking around in ethan's room and it, it was really i mean strange in the most fun way 
a slightly uh, slightly different topic, uh, Margaret. You know, I believe you you come out of the video game world uh, mm-hmm. on some level. I was curious since you both both of you had, had started off in completely different careers and different mm-hmm. sort of worlds. Do you find your experience from there at all impacting your fiction, either with this new series or with other things you've been doing? Yeah. I always have read, so I've always lived in a world of books and games. In my family, it's uh, really not technology versus the written word. It all sort of sits together. So uh, so basically, what I do now is a pretty natural extension of what I always did. And what I always did was build worlds. I used to build them in 3D and define characters and their actions and, you know, what an environment would look like, what a character would look like, and work with artists and designers and sometimes other writers about all of that. And that's kind of what I still do, only I just do it in my head. And it makes it certainly made collaboration easier because the video game team can have, you know, a hundred people on it or, or more than that now. So for Cammy and I to work closely together and to work with an editor and to work with, you know, cover artists and designers and this and that, that all felt very familiar. And I think the way Cammy and I about the original Beautiful Creatures universe came out of her love of uh, comic books and my understanding of video games and, you know, establishing a rule set and wanting to define our characters' powers and give them give them abilities that we could control rather than saying this person is a vampire, this person is, you know, a werewolf. You already know a rule set for that. We wanted to build a whole new world, and I think that really does sit together with the video game experience, yes. And uh, Cammy, what about you? Do, you? do you feel the influence of your teaching years on your writing, aside from, of course, obviously helping you find a uh, writing partner in the first place? Yeah, I mean, uh, as, I, as Margie said, I am a huge comic book fan. I'm a huge fantasy reader. I grew up reading fantasy books. And, um, you know, I wrote short stories in college, and I wrote poetry in high school. So writing wasn't really that different, but... Um, you know, I, I never imagined being a writer. I, I was always a teacher. I had taught for such a long time. But I think because it was young adult, it was easier for me because I was writing for, you know, the, the people that I care the most about and that I teach. And so I could always imagine in my mind who my audience was. And then as our audience grew and we got some, you know, we had so many adults, it was still easy to imagine who our audience was because then it was me and Margie because we're exactly the kind of, you know, adults who read YA. So it just expanded from, well, now I'm writing for, you know, in my mind, these 10 students to these 10 kids in France and these 10 kids in Russia. And you know what I mean? It's just the circle widens. But I always try to imagine a few of those people because I think it's easier to write for someone than to just try to write and, you know, say I'm going to write the epic, you know, greatest novel ever written. I try to just put something out there for those specific people and I think that's that's the easiest way to work. So now obviously you know this book's coming out in May. Uh, Margaret what else uh, should your fans or might they be on the lookout for uh, from you in the coming months? Yeah I uh, this book is coming out in May. My second book in the Icon series which is called Idols comes out in July. Cammy and I are uh, going right into working right now on the second Dangerous Creatures book and then I have a couple things I'm kicking around for, uh, the near future after that but Stay tuned for uh, forthcoming details. Great. And how about for yourself, Cammy? I uh, just finished the revision of the sequel to Unbreakable, which won't come out to the fall. 
And so I am going to start, uh, Margie and I have already started outlining and we'll get, you know, more into that for the second dangerous creatures. And then I'm going to start drafting and the same, you know, and I'm in the same boat after that. I have like some other ideas and things I'm working on, but the, you know, the next dangerous creatures is my, you know, is my priority, my big undertaking. And then Margie will get to edit it. So (laughs) good luck with that. Yeah. I'm all yours. Very good. And will you be um, getting back out there to speak to kids, you know, either live events, things like that? I know uh, you would mentioned the uh, the Y'all Fest is sort of an annual thing at this point Mm. now. Uh, Margaret? Yes, Y'all Fest is our baby, and that is uh, in the fall. And I will be at uh, the Rochester Book Festival uh, this spring. I'll be, Cammy and I will be touring. I'll be touring twice, actually, in May and July. So we, we will be out with kids. We, I mean, our books are in, what, like 50 countries now. So we get out to see teenagers in many, many countries as often as we can. We, we love our readers, so we like to stay out there. You know, I'm sure you're hearing from fans, you know, digitally and online, that sort of thing all the time. But do you still, is it, is it something different or special to be able to get out there in person and see, uh, see your audience like that? In terms oh, of yeah. Keeping them in mind? Yeah, for sure. Meeting people and, you know, seeing their reactions to the book and, you know, hearing it firsthand. I mean, there's there's nothing quite as gratifying as that. So I will be touring, you know, Margie and I will be touring together for Dangerous Creatures. And um, and then obviously I'll tour again for uh, the sequel to Unbreakable. But also, you know, we tend to do, we, we do Comic-Con. We've done, you know... Um, all the you know different festivals so we also kind of are out and about like sprinkled around in between our tours because we, we really enjoy doing the festival so hopefully um we'll, that will continue wonderful well uh congratulations again to both of you and your new uh projects and series and uh thanks for being here thanks so much Thank you so much for having us. Uh, once again, I've been speaking with Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll, authors of Dangerous Creatures, which is out in May from Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. <laughs>